the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to go universal, man. I'm going to go global. Uh, You know, big picture. Too many people can barely see their nose in front of their face. So many people go through this world deaf, numb, and blind. I see it all the time. We are totally unconscious. We are wrapped up in our own experience. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. We have 34 gigabytes of information that we experience in this process called life each day. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. Words only 7% of communication. We blink our eyes about one-tenth of our life away. We sleep about a third of our life away. Anybody collecting the data yet? We are just getting through things. We're getting through the next week, getting through the next anniversary, getting through the next summer, getting through the next uh, winter storm, getting through the next winter, getting through the next trauma, getting through the next drama. And before we know it, we realize that planes crash and people do die. It's a fact of life. My heart's heavy today. A good friend of mine, uh, a friend of Like It Matters, Mr. Randy Mercier, um, died on Saturday. Randy is a friend of mine. Um, he has a company called R.A. Mechanical. Uh, and Donnie, who's uh, kind of like his partner, and Karen, who's uh, been with him forever, his assistant, uh, kind of business operations, uh, they're mourning a lot. You know, I've done a lot of business in the construction industry. I've done a lot of business in the construction industry in uh, Northern California. You know, when uh, I met Randy, he was with uh, Gary Westover, and they were with uh, Air Systems. And then some stuff happened with the Westovers, and uh, uh, he left and started RA Mechanical. Uh, one of my big clients right now is Iron Mechanical, love the Rissies. Uh, Brad Disjardin and Neil Cordero with uh, Descor Builders, uh, they built their entire company uh, you know, based on our training. They went through our training when they were part of DPR Construction. They were executives or uh, managers, leaders with DPR Construction. They went through my training together about 20 years ago. Uh, and I make people make a, a, a 30 day no life changing decision commitment. Uh, and so at the end of that 30 days, at the end of my class, they started their own company. They used uh, what we taught them and built their own company. And so, uh, you know, I got my footing in Dell Webb Corporation, you know, Hellas Construction, people who build Texas Stadium here, who built uh, the LA Raiders Stadium in Las Vegas, uh, clients of ours. So we've done a lot of work in the construction field. Uh, that's probably the biggest film we've done work in. And I just want you to know my heart is heavy. You know, uh, Randy 
was a man uh, that uh, he, he was getting younger. Randy was a daredevil. I remember him telling me he and his daughter, uh, they would jump out of uh, helicopters and do the high, uh, high uh, adrenaline skiing. So go up to Tahoe and jump on the helicopters in the high mountains and ski down. And he was a, he was healthy. He was good looking. Him and Angel, his wife, Angel, beautiful couple, beautiful people. And so my heart is heavy. And uh, you know, planes crash and people die. And uh, it's appointed for man to die one time, and then comes the judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, this life is not a dress rehearsal. You know, Mr. Darby was in my class over the weekend, struggled with alcohol for three decades and finally working to get over that and in my class uh, forgave his mom didn't realize the the victimhood that he'd been in and that he hadn't forgiven his mom and on the class ended Saturday he forgave his mom I think Sunday his mom died you know um, you know Alan good friend of mine a plant manager for molded fiberglass we'll talk to Andy one of his uh, HR directors and, uh, you know, one of his best friends last week just died, unannounced, healthy guy, and boom. You know, this is what we talk about. Planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. And today, that's why we've got to have a big picture. A big picture is the view of a great leader. You've got to get your eyes off the ground. That's what vision is. Vision is the ability to see how things play out, to see how the activities and focus of today play out tomorrow. And leadership is the ability to serve in the entire situation and if need be, scream out, wrong jungle. You know, management's about doing things right. Leaders about doing the right things. Managers about efficiency and climbing the ladder of success. But leadership's about determining if that leader is leaning, if that uh, ladder's leaning against the right wall. You know, in a jungle, the managers are sharpening machetes or they're figuring out best ways to compensate, you know, machete wielders. They're figuring out muscle enhancement programs. That's what managers do. They do the how. But leaders do the why. Why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we going in this direction? And sometimes the leader's got to survey the entire situation, though. Even though things are being done proficiently, they're being done in the wrong manner. They're being done for the wrong reason. We're in the wrong direction, wrong jungle. And today we're going to open the phone lines up. We're going to be joined by some recent graduates some from Mexico, some from America. But I really want to talk about this thing called borders and walls. Borders and walls. Because, you know, it's an interesting concept. We, we seem to be talking about them all the time, these things called borders and walls. You know, what are borders and what are walls? You know, if you think about them, they are things that separate, things that keep people out and things that keep people in. You know, we have this big debate, you know, in America because Donald Trump, you know, Donald Trump is evil. We, we've all been hoodwinked and he was made the boogeyman. So if you just focus on the boogeyman and the good old deep state is going to save you from the boogeyman, then you'll give up all your rights because they're helping you beat the boogeyman. It's basic. Uh, I mean, it, it's mental manipulation. It's called fifth generation warfare. And so the lie is debates and walls don't work, but yet they put up walls at our, in our homes, in our neighborhoods at these fancy places in D.C., right? I mean, you know, State of the Union address, Biden felt the need again to put up barriers and walls to keep people out, to protect the deep state. You know, you got to think about this. When a government is more worried about their own citizens than a Ford entity, you know that something's wrong with the government, not the people. It's not the Trumpies, people. I'm a Trumpie. It's not us. It's the government's changed so much, so we need to have boundaries, right? We need to have boundaries in our relationship, 
Boundaries with our time. What do we do with our time? Boundaries with our affection, right? You don't do with your wife the same things you do with your children. And you don't do with a, a co-worker the same things you do with your wife or your husband, right? These are called boundaries. And the reason why a lot of relationships are in a mess because there aren't boundaries. That's what a border is. It's a boundary. We got to have boundaries with our affection, boundaries with our trauma, boundaries with our drama. Too many people don't have healthy boundaries. And these borders, you know, things that are unacceptable, lines in the sand. And see, yesterday I talked about these walls, these blocks to leadership, things that hold us back. Lies that have attached to us are BS that direct everything. See, when you know who you are and you know why you're here then and who you are, that what is your purpose when you have a defined success and then you're able to, to do something. See, we take people from all walks of life, from all income levels, from all backgrounds, all skin colors, all belief systems, and we bring them together. But I'm going to tell you, I'm hearing this more and more from my business owners. That, man, it's hard to get good employees. Talk to some of my, my car medics who, are, who are, are franchising. You go out, you, you basically work hard, and you, you get a partnership with the car medic. And I've talked to some of my senior medics, and they're saying, man, it's hard to get good new partners now, people that want to work, people that know what it's like to overcome, people that know what it's like to work hard. This morning, I went to my kid's school early, took my son to school. Why? Because... Every Thursday, the first Thursday of each month, they have All Pro Dad. Tony Dundee's organization where they get men involved with their kids. And, man, I got to tell you right now, the last two classes I've had, I had seven men in the last class, 11 men and one woman in the class before. And, men, I'm seeing it. Men are struggling. Men aren't leading. We're being broken. And I'm telling you, when you see this thing play out, it's not good. And so it's time for us men to step up. It's time for us to be strong. It's time for us to be reminded who we are and what we're capable of. And today we're going to talk about those borders and walls. There are some good borders and some good walls to put up. And there's some bad borders and bad walls to put up. And today we're going to break down that with a whole bunch of guests. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Every day we hear news about violent assaults, carjackings, and other acts of crime spiraling across the United States. Washington's answer is to confiscate your guns, but a new book from Regnery offers hope for a better solution. Professional firearms instructor and veteran gun store owner Larry Correa's new book, In Defense of the Second Amendment, pulls back the curtain on Washington's gun-grabbing agenda and how you can protect your rights as well as your family. Yet, In Defense of the Second Amendment, new from Regnery, available at Amazon.com. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I, was, I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated if that makes sense that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's, it's. It's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. But it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like it matters unique approach allows people to see, hear and experience leadership in motion. Like it matters radio. Radio like it matters. Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and today we are talking about borders and walls, things that we put up boundaries, and things that we put up to keep things in or keep things out. And we get wrapped up in this whole thing in the country. This is not talking about a country now. I'm talking about a leader, an individual. You know, we get so focused on differences, different skin colors, different nationalities, different countries, different languages. However, we have similar wants and needs. We all want to love and be loved. We all want to know we matter. We all want to make a difference. We all want to provide safety and security for our family. These are basic needs of every human being. That's why there's a hierarchy of needs by Maslow. That's why uh, a Merubian, Albert Merubian, basically breaks down the pattern structure of communication. We wouldn't be able to break all this stuff down if we weren't very similar. And so what I do is uh, bring on a friend. He's a recent graduate, Andy. He's an HR director. And, and just talk about what he's noticing in people. So let's go to the phone lines. Let's welcome Andy to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing well, Mr. Black. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, Andy, you know, your class, we had uh, 11 men, right, and uh, one woman. Um, mm-hmm. The last class I had two weeks ago, I had, uh, or last week in Vegas, I had seven men. Uh, and, Andy, I'm seeing this a lot. You're a coach, and you're involved with the YMCA. You sit on the board. Um, you know, I had a, one of my uh, clients who finds people, makes them business owners, and said it's hard to find partners anymore. It's hard to find people that are willing to work hard, that are willing to, to do what it takes, that are committed. Uh, I mean, you work a lot with young men. You work a lot with people. What have you been noticing in, the, in people and their commitments, their qualities, their values? What are you noticing? Yeah, I'm noticing the same thing, quite honestly. And it's, uh, it, it's, 
the biggest thing for me is is that that lack of drive number one yeah. to to work on something you don't get anything overnight yeah. and i've noticed uh, especially the kind of the younger uh people in our workforce that 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 would like to do and want to make more money have more responsibility but uh aren't willing to commit to really understanding our company and their job well enough to be able to rise they they want to they want a quick fix and they're just there just isn't a quick fix in anything in our life right no uh, you got to work yeah, but, it. you got to work at it but it's instant gratification you know that's interesting is that is one of the foundations when i was first learning emotional intelligence years ago one of the, the key points that you were talking about was the ability to have delayed gratification. You know, where they have kids and say, listen, you can have one of these if, now if you want it, but if you wait 10 minutes, you can have three of them. And I remember seeing that study. It was so hard that for anybody to put off that instant gratification, I can have one now, or but if I waited 15 minutes and looked at them for 15 minutes and didn't touch them, I could have three. And very few could wait that because we've got to the point of instant gratification. But I think it's more than that. I think it's we've we've kind of uh, there's been a war on men, and a lot of men don't know how to lead. They don't know what it means to be a man. And I don't know about you, but I learned that at home. I learned that you don't give up. I learned that if you get knocked down, you keep going. I learned that adversity is part of the process of growing. I learned that life ain't no fair, that life is hard, so just deal with it. I mean, you were taught these things at a young age, correct? Uh, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Blackman, I went through your class. The, one, of the, one of the first things that really kind of got me going was thinking about you. You had us in a, in a certain way, uh, our eyes closed. Think of that leader that truly affected you. You were saying, you, you yeah. know, it could be a coach. It could be a teacher. It could be a th- yeah. You know who it was for me? It was my mom. Uh. It was my mother. It, it was like I never really thought about it, but that is the lady that set the tone when I was in the fourth grade and I was having trouble with some kids or a teacher that she would just just kind of go, look, you you, you got to keep going. You got to keep plowing yeah. away, and here's here's how you do it, and I, I learned it from her. Isn't that incredible? Now, your mom provided uh, an income. Your, mom, your dad provided stability so your mom could do what she needed to do, correct? Absolutely, yes. And See, and my father was key. there. My father was there too, but but yep. not as much not as much as the as the as the calming influence. Uh, yeah. That type of leadership, and and that's the type of leadership that that uh, that I think I I strive for all my life. I guess I just didn't it just didn't hit me as to where I got it until yeah. a couple of weeks ago. That's stunning because, you know, I wrote the process, so I never did it. And about 15 mm-hmm. years ago, I started asking myself, well, who would my leader in my life be? Because I've never really had a mentor. And then I started thinking, what well, would be Ronald Reagan because he got me excited about making a difference. And I'm thinking, well, it would be Jesus Christ because he is my Lord. He is my example. But then, you know, the strangest thing, I went to my mother. My mother is four foot eight, a German immigrant. Uh, doesn't he have a high school degree? She would work three and four jobs. My dad would get drunk and spend his check and quit a job. My mom would work three and four jobs. She'd always make sure we had everything for Christmas. We'd open socks and underwear, but my mom always made sure we had stuff. And I'm going to get emotional now because my mom taught me. I didn't realize it just like you did until that no matter what it takes, you get it done. No matter yeah. what it takes. That, I'll exactly. never learn that. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's funny because just today, 
I mean, I have, I have the HR managers in our facility that, that report to me, and I have a great relationship with them. And I have one of them call me today and say, hey, explain the, the culture problem that she's experiencing there. And she was just, man, I'm just not getting through to my boss, her, her other boss, her uh, yeah. general manager. And, and she's like, what do I do? And it's like, you know what you do, Michelle? You know what you're doing is the right thing. You did whatever uh, approach that you've tried with your boss. Uh, let's let's figure out another one. Let dust yourself <laughs> off. Go back in there. Go back in yeah. there. You got to keep going. You know that you're going to wear them down. You're going to do this, yeah. but you yeah. just you just haven't had the the thing that connected yet. You know, it's so funny you say that because one of the presuppositions in NLP is the results, uh, the communications results you get from what you're doing. And so, you know, Einstein's the one that said, you know, definition of sanity is doing the same thing over and over. And so it goes back to that, um, what is it, requisite variety. A system, an element in a system with the most flexibility has the most power and control. And that's what you're teaching Michelle. As our yeah. job is if it ain't working, change the approach. As we change the approach, we change the results. But that's the only thing we can control, correct? Absolutely right. You can't do anything about how how your plant manager thinks and feels and reacts. That's right. But you can do you can do everything about how you're doing it, and and we just haven't gotten there yet. And I, I just I do the same thing, you know, because I'm trying to I'm in an HR role. Okay, I, I have HR people reporting to me. I don't have operations people reporting to me, but yeah. I'm still trying to affect what they're doing uh, through other people. It makes it more yep. challenging. But but yep. it's but it's still doable, and uh, we yep. just got to keep got to keep going. Well, that's what you got to realize. I always say there's two ways to change. You can either have a unilateral authority. You have the CEO, you're the head of the department, or you can affect change. Uh, there's a lot of people that we've never elected to anything in this office that are affecting a lot of change and a lot of it some of us don't like. But they're not elected, but they're affecting change. We have the ability to affect change, and, and that's kind of want to wrap up this last minute. That's what you do. When you went through that class, you had a lot of younger men in there, and you came to the, a deeper realization. I think you already knew this. That God put you here to mentor, to lead, to pour into young men uh, because there's not a lot of good role models. And in HR, that's a perfect role because you can feed people, you can encourage people. Uh, I'm just kind of curious, what have you noticed? Uh, you know, you're two weeks removed from class, three weeks. Uh, you've seen applications of it. You've seen you're still pouring in people. What are you noticing? Uh, the, uh, all the time. And, it, and yeah. it, Mr. Black, it comes up all the time. And I'm and I'm I'm bringing it up. Last night we had a board meeting at the Y to to uh, to ratify our new CEO that we've done all kinds of work to get this guy going. And there was five minutes before the meeting, and and somebody said something, and it just it just gave me an opening to I tell you what uh, I I just experienced the greatest uh, leadership uh, experience of my life. And I only had five minutes before the meeting started, <laughs> but I got three people wanted to know where they could look this up. Ah, it, it's just, cool. it is just it is happening uh, all the time, and certainly within our company as well as we're going to expand uh, this yeah. leadership awakening. Yeah, I'm excited, and I'm so proud to be part of the Molded Fiberglass Group. Uh, you know, outside of being speaking life, you guys are a good group, a good company, a good team of people, and uh, we can always get better. 
And so uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just excited. To, you know, I fell in love with you when I first met Andy because there's a lot of similarities. You're a lot more gifted physically and all that than I am. But I look at you, and, man, you, you carry yourself well. You can make a huge impact. You already have in so many people's lives, and that's truly leadership. So I appreciate you spending the time. That. Oh, God bless you, brother. Go back to work and give my best right, to you there, okay? All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Right, bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it really is about leadership. You know, there's a great article, uh, I don't know if you read it, but it's by The Blaze, uh, and it's uh, very powerful. Uh, Jason Whitlock talked about uh, the thing that's not being talked about uh, with his whole Tyree Nichols thing. And he said the five men who beat Nichols were essentially gang members in uniform. And he said this is a failure of society at large. Policing unparented children in mass in these cities, major cities, has to be one of the most difficult jobs in all the world. What he said is we need more families. Mama and Dada together have to be law enforcement. If that is not the case, you are going to have the kind of chaos we see in Memphis. And it doesn't matter what color the cops are. It's always going to spin out of control. And he says the system is designed to obliterate the black man and man in general. Ladies and gentlemen, when men stop leading, countries fall apart. When men stop leading, families crumble. Uh, And that's what we're seeing now. There is no male leadership anymore. Uh, So many boys want to become girls because they've been told that men are evil, that toxic masculinity. And look what's happening in America. And so after the break, we got a couple of our uh, Mexican friends, uh, graduates who came in from Mexico, flew in just to take their lives to a whole new level. We'll be talking with them after class. We'll be right back. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless, and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marian Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life Across America.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, Numbness, tingling, weakness, pain in the legs and feet, loss of balance. If you are suffering with neuropathy, we've got a natural solution for you. Hey, it's Dr. Kim Tran with Minnesota Integrative Health and Chiropractic, located in Richfield off 494 and 35W. As a chiropractor, I'm here to provide you with another solution outside of the medication, shots, and surgeries you've already tried. Like many of my new patients, you're probably still suffering. If this is crippling your life where you can no longer go out and spend time with your friends or family, or if your balance is so bad, you worry about whether you can even walk, call today for a free neuropathy screening. 
We take a holistic approach to all aspects of what's going on with your body and your health in order to reverse your neuropathy naturally. Call today to schedule your free neuropathy screening at 612-545-5672 or just go to drkimtran.com. That's drkimtran.com for your free neuropathy screening. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And you know, I am so blessed because I get to train people from all over the world. Uh, you know, and I use a lot of science. You say follow the science, that's what I do. You know, we get so focused on differences, different skin colors, different nationalities, different countries, different languages. However, I'm telling you right now, we are far more similar. A matter of fact, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your risen Lord and Savior, I don't care if you live in China. You and I have far more in common than I do with the President of my United States. So I am a threat to my country, my president tells me, that I'm a white Christian conservative. And so the same people who founded this country now are the biggest threat to its existence based on our deep state and our president. But based on research, Albert Morabian has concluded that only 7% of feelings and attitudes take place through the words we use in spoken communication, while 38% takes place through tone and voice, and the remaining 55% takes place through body language. Now, I've heard a lot of people argue this, say that's not true, not true, not true. But I'm going to tell you what. I get people from foreign countries who come to my training who barely speak my uh, my language, who don't understand a lot of my multisyllabic words. How I speak at 180 words per minute, and the typical human being goes 120 to 150. And yet they still get it, and they change their life. And this last weekend, I had three gentlemen fly in from Mexico from one of my great companies, Nidec Motors, and I'll be going to Monterrey, Mexico, uh, in April and teaching 16 executives uh, in Mexico uh, in English. So uh, it'll be interesting. So let's go to our phone lines. Let's welcome our friend, my brother, uh, Mr. Ramon. Ramon, how you doing, my friend? Hello, Mr. Black. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Buenos Buenos dias, mi amigo, right? <laughs> Buenos dias, amigo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not as good as you do. I can handle the Taco Bell menu, but I, I'm about it there. <laughs> so, my, my friend, uh, I tell you what, I fell in love with you, brother. You are, how old are you? Uh, how old are you, Ramon? 27. 27 years old. Here's a man that I would walk through fire for. Here's a man that I would uh, I would get out of my foxhole for. This is a man who came uh-huh. to my room, training room, flew in from Mexico, uh, went to my training, and from the get-go was a leader. He did everything I asked him to do. He moved through fear, moved through doubt, 
and he was really a, a pinnacle in my training. So let, let me tell you, let me ask you something. What did you hear about my training? What did Javier or, or uh, Jaime, what did they tell you about our training before you went? They just told me to keep an open mind that it was going to be tough, uh, probably the, the toughest uh, training I've ever had, and, and they were completely right. Uh, I mean, it was uh, at the beginning, uh, I saw this guy <laughs> screaming at me, his wife screaming at me. I'm like, what's going on? And after the first day, I kind of realized what we were doing. And yeah. during Friday, I that's when, when I really opened myself. And, yeah. and I just saw you with the gold bottom. So I knew that I had yeah. to, to step up. Yep. And I was your example the whole class, right? I mean, everything I was asking you to do, I was doing myself, correct? Yes, yes. You never asked us to do anything that you or your team didn't uh, tell us or, or showed us how to do. Yep. Yeah, and see, that's what's missing so much today in leadership. I don't care if you're in Mexico or America. I don't care if you're Japan. That is really the essence of leadership, to give people an example, to let them not only hear what they're supposed to do, but let them see it, let them feel it. And and you have a pretty good grasp of English. Your English is pretty good. The other two people who went weren't as good as English. They still did a great job. Uh, but what the thing with you is you gave people permission when you trusted, when you moved through your fear, not only did it give your, your fellow amigos from Mexico, the, the, the opportunity, but you have my gringos here, my Americans in there who are seeing this guy come from another country and lead and you rose up so well. Let me ask you, what do you think right now is the biggest benefit, Ramon? What do you think is the biggest takeaway you got from that class? Well, for me, uh, like I said during the class, I, I personally haven't had like a rough life, but I've always had trouble finding myself. And during this class, I get to know who I am um, more, more, more deep, not, not only on the superficial uh, surface, but to actually know what I am or who, who am I and what am I capable of. So that's something that, that really stuck with me and, and it's going to be stuck with me my whole life. Uh, I'm just going to yeah. be uh, trying to, to fo- follow that. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, uh, um, what do you notice different about yourself? As you've been in, at work this week and with your family, what have you noticed different about yourself? Uh, per, I, I think it was Mr. Gates who said it yesterday, um, but it's not that I see them different is that I feel myself different. I feel yeah. like I I don't have a, a pressure on me that I always have to do the right thing and I have to be perfect and uh, that I don't want to embarrass myself. Right now, I'm just like um, telling everybody, like, you know what, let's do it. Come on, um, I'll give it to you if, if I'm going to myself. Like, there's your training. If I if I feel a fear, that's what I'm trying to apply to for my work and my life uh, environment at the moment. Oh, well, I want you to I'm proud of you. And this is a cool thing. Uh, I don't know how you feel about me. I'll just tell you how I feel about you. I just think you're great. I feel like you're a brother. I think that we're brothers in God. I think we're brothers. We have the same passions. We want to love and be loved. We want to provide great things for our country. We want to help people. Uh, see, this is the thing. There's a You're supposed to be from a different country. You're Mexican. I'm American. Uh, you're brown. I'm white. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I feel like we're familiar. 
Uh, and what did you experience? Yeah. You you went there with two people from Mexico, and you had uh, five people uh, from the U.S. or four people from the U.S. How do you feel about those six other people? Are they family? Are they brothers? What do you feel about them? I actually feel like they are my family, my brothers, uh, not only my friends. Uh, I've only seen them for less than forty-eight hours, and, yeah. and like you said, I, I can. Um, if someone asks me, you know what, uh, I need uh, this type of help, can you do it? Yep. Yes, I will. If it's within my capabilities, I will die for these for these guys, for yeah. my brothers. Um, and it's something that uh, I don't say it for every single person that I do. Like all my coworkers, I've known them for two, three years, and I, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do the same yep. for them as for for yep. these guys and humans who like. See, that's what we do. We remove borders. There's not you weren't Mexican and we were Americans. We were team 242. We are brothers and you know, we didn't have any sisters, my wife and and a mother staff member, but we are family. We didn't see our our borders of a country. We didn't see the walls of whether Trump built a wall or didn't. The walls we were dealing with were not external. The walls we were dealing with inside, right, our fear of embarrassment, our low self-esteem, our wanting to be liked, our fear of rejection. See, the walls that we got to deal with, we got to quit worrying about the external walls. You got that, right? It's a, the internal walls, right, Ramon? Yes. Like you said, uh, in the training, it's, you don't change from the outside to the inside. It's from the inside to the outside. And that's, that's... Uh, some of the things that I'm going to be continuing working on because obviously I'm not done. I'm never be yeah. done. I'm just going to be continue improving myself, um, following what you taught us. Amen. And, uh, you know, I'm coming, we got the date now. It's going to be April uh, 13th to the 15th. We're going to teach that class a month or a, uh, so, um, and I, I told Javier, uh, that, Hey, if at all possible, I would love, uh, for Ramon, Mr. Espinosa to be my staff member. So I want you to know, I planted that seed, my friend, and, uh, I'm, I'm honored to call you brother, honored to call you friend. And, uh, there are no borders between us. Then there are no walls between us. Uh, we are brothers and you know that, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, we surely are. And if our, Javier allows me to do it, I'm, I'll be more than happy to assist you in any way, awesome. any way that I can. Well, I'm looking forward to I don't know how close you are, but I'd love to, any family I could meet, you know, I'm going to bring my wife up there and we'll get a chance to break some bread together, have a meal together outside of a class. I'm looking forward to it, my friend. Sounds amazing. Sounds like a plan. All right, buddy. God bless you so much, Mimigo, and thank you so much for calling in. We'll talk soon, okay? Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, since we got our, our Mexican connection line going, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Let's go to phone line number one, and let's welcome Ernesto. Ernesto, how are you doing, my friend? Pretty well, my friend, Mr. Black. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another mi amigo from Mexico, uh, works for NIDEC. What do you do for NIDEC? I'm an operational analysis engineer. So. Ah. They they invented they invented it. It wasn't exist at the at the beginning. What I do is calling each one of the plant managers in each location: the U.S., uh, Europe, China, and Mexico as well, and asking for information. That's that's the uh, the base. Yeah, and then you put all the information together in spreadsheets, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm an Excel yeah, ninja. So- yeah, Excel, Excel Ninja. You know, my wife calls me an, uh, an NLP Ninja. You know, same thing. You can do things that other people go, wow, how does he do that? 
So, uh, man, you 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 have English as a secondary language, and Mr. Black speaks very fast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. The, the, the thing with the thing with my English during the class, during the training course, was that I don't even have the words in Spanish in my head because of what I was thinking at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was <fantastic>. right. <laughs> preoccupado, right? Worry, right? The Spanish word for worry yeah. is preoccupado. I love that because as I learn study words because I'm an etymologist by train, when I see the Spanish meaning for the word like equipo, you know, team, the Spanish word is equipo, and it's so good because it's equipment. That's what the word is, equipo. And when you can see that a team is, is some of the best equipment, you need equipment to be successful. You need equipment to be safe. You need equipment to accomplish everything you can. And the same thing about the worry word. Uh, when you're preoccupado, when you're preoccupied, you can't be fully present. Uh, and so uh, I want to ask you in a minute, Ernesto, about your class. We're getting ready to go to hard break. If you could please stay on the line. It's a three-minute break. Uh, we got to do commercials to pay the bills. But please, Ernesto, stay on the phone line. We'll be back in three minutes. Today we're talking about borders and walls. And I'm not talking about the external ones. I'm talking about the ones in our heads and our hearts. And it's time to clarify those. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I, was, I was raised in a church, uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing 
and I just I, I feel rejuvenated if that makes sense that you know knowing that God's walking right next to me every day every night you know he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter but he's here for for me right yeah. now and you have some peace don't you oh it's 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 really amazing sorry I'm gonna get emotional okay. but it's 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 amazing it's an amazing feeling inside my heart Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. And we're crossing borders and boundaries And we're tearing down walls, not the physical ones, not the ones like the Biden administration did in America to let all the fentanyl in, to let all the child traffickers in, to let all that. Not those type of walls. We're talking about the internal ones, the ones that keep people at a distance, the walls that tell us that we're not enough, the walls that tell us that we're closed-minded, fear of failure, that you're a victim, uh, that you you can't have any commitment, you have no value. You focusing on everything that's wrong. You, If you don't work hard, then you can't be loved. If, if it's not perfect, then you can't do it. If you get a no, then your life is crushed. Fear of rejection, fear of embarrassment. And boy, these are things that hold us back. And today we're lucky because we're talking to recent graduates. And today we've got a gentleman called in from Mexico. We're talking with Ernesto. Ernesto, thank you again uh, for being with us here at Like It Matters. Now, Ernesto, you're used to working on your own. And so sometimes uh, connecting with other people up until my class might have been a little challenging, correct? Yeah, yeah, totally. Not anymore, though, right? Not anymore, right? (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Yeah, what have you noticed different about yourself, Ernesto, since you've been out of class? What's different? Um, Almost almost everything. From the moment that I arrived, because of the because of the training, because of the flying, and because of the uh, cross boarding to the to Mexico, I was so tired. But once I arrived at my home, uh, I was uh, talking with my sister, which I'm living with, and we decided to start uh, cleaning the house instead of going uh, to the bed or going to the sofa and lay out. <laughs> we we decided, and I decided for myself that I need to start cleaning right now. I move. I move my things. I change the side of the bed. Everything, everything. I throw away trash and things that I didn't, didn't think that I had because they were yeah. trash. Yeah. Incredible. So you decide you were going to clean everything up in your home, right? Yeah. That's, that's, you know why? Number one. <laughs> Yeah, because you felt like you were different. You felt like you changed. It was new you. I mean, one of the big things you came in, I remember you were so worried about his English. And by the way, I want to tell you, I have the utmost respect for my uh, Mexican graduates, people who speak English as a secondary language, and some of them speak very little. Ernesto has it uh, pretty good. But to come to another country to do an intense training like I do uh, with big words, very loud, very intense, uh, in a different language – most Americans would never have the uh, the courage to do that. So I have the utmost respect for you, Ernesto, and anybody else oh, that much. puts himself in a similar situation. But you came in with a with a fear of embarrassment. You had a tough time making eye contact with people. You were insecure. You felt like you weren't enough. And by the way, that's not a Mexican thing. That's a human thing. 
um, all those people in America, you saw the same thing. They felt they weren't enough. They weren't good enough, weren't this enough. And so it's a human condition, not a nationality, not a border thing. It's a human thing. But now you feel confidence. You're not struggling with that anymore. It's a big difference, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Have you had a chance to talk to your uh, Javier or Jaime? Have you thanked them for sending you? Yeah, actually only with Luis. I don't know if you remember him, but he took the class uh, here in Reynosa, actually. Oh, what's his name? Luis. Luis Raul. Oh, is he the is he the plant manager? He's the plant manager right now. Yeah, he, he actually emailed me, too, and uh, said it was great to, to see my new people, and he wanted to make sure it was okay to send a whole bunch of people together. And I told him, absolutely, send as many people together as possible. But he's seen a big difference in you. He's pretty excited, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the first one who I took uh, after returning to, to work on Tuesday. And he was pumped. You got him. Had you noticed when you started talking to him how excited he got? Yeah, he remembered he remember the song before he entered to the class. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Awesome. And uh, I just want you to know I'm so proud of you. Here's a guy that I wasn't sure was going to make it. I mean, because good guy, big guy. But again, a different language, not sure what he was doing, not a type of person that interacts with people outwardly. Uh, and I want you to know, Ernesto, I'm so proud of you. Uh, the growth that you had in 48 hours, uh, very proud of you. And I'm excited about what we're doing together. When I come to Mexico in April, hopefully I get a chance to see you. Okay, my friend? Yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, awesome, buddy. God bless you, and thank you so much for calling in. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mexico has a lot of qualities that uh, our once great country once had. They still have a love of family. Their families stay together in Mexico as a general rule, although divorce is starting to take hold like it does in America now. Uh, still very much men are called to lead. They got to deal with the machismo thing. They got to deal with corruption in government. So do we. Look how corrupt our government is. We have the most racist government probably in 100 years. I've never seen a more racist man than Joe Biden. Everything's about skin color. That's the definition of racism. But what's going on is we're lacking courage. You know, what Ernesto showed is courage. Uh, what Ramon showed is courage. They came to another country, a language that's not their primary language, an intense training that most Americans won't go through, that some Americans will walk out of. And they humble themselves. And they commit. They're good, loyal employees. They're good, loyal friends. And so their boss told them to trust them. Their friend told them to trust them so they would never quit. Even if it doesn't make sense, they keep pushing. That's called courage. It reminds me of Teddy Roosevelt's quote. He says, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there's no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievements, and who at the worst, if he failed, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with his cold and timid souls, who know neither defeat nor victory. See, I was talking about Jason Whitlock in The Blaze, the article. The article's titled, The Part of the Tyree Nichols Story That They Leave Out. And here's, I'm going to pick up the article. 
said Whitlock attributes the rise of violent crime in black communities to the matriarchal single mother family structure that are typical among black community. Quote, we need more families. Mama and daddy together have to be law enforcement, Whitlock states. If that is not the case, you're going to have the kind of chaos we see in Memphis. And it doesn't matter what color the cops are. It's always going to spin out of control. The matriarchal structures that have become commonplace in the black community have emasculated the men in these situations. Quote, this system is designed to obliterate the black man and man in general. He's absolutely right. There's been a war on men for 30, 40 years. The lie is the Democratic Party every year comes out says the war on women. If you look at it, it is the black woman who will not leave the Democratic Party. They're victimized. They're told to, they'll give them money. They're, they're made gods. I mean, you look at the new Supreme Court justice. She's a woman. A black woman can't even define what a woman is. This is how crazy it is. She can't even tell you who she is. When single motherhood becomes commonplace, it destroys the male leadership roles in society and demoralizes the men who should be taking on those roles. Whitlock says this, quote, all the leverage in a relationship has been thrown to one side, women. And black women have run wild with it. Some women have undermined man's God-given authority over the earth and household, which throws the children into unrest. And here is the mic drop. Here is the quote. That's what's going on in mass in black communities. And it's starting to sweep the rest of the country and other demographics, Whitlock warned. And it all headed to you. We're just the lab rats. As Dr. As, uh, uh, Douglas MacArthur said, build me a son, O Lord, who will be strong enough to know when he is weak and brave enough to face himself when he is afraid. One who will be proud and unbending and honest defeat and humble and gentle in victory. Build me a son whose wishes will not take place of deeds, a son who will know thee and that to know himself is the foundation stone of knowledge. Lead him, I pray, not in the path of ease and comfort, but under the stress and spur of difficulties and challenge. Here, let him learn to stand up in the storm. Here, let him learn the compassion for those who fail. Build me a son whose heart will be clear, whose goal will be high, a son who will master himself before he seeks to master other men, one who will reach into the future, yet never forget the past. And after all these things are his, add, I pray, enough of a sense of humor so that he will always be serious, yet never take himself too seriously. Give him humility so that he may always remember the simplicity of true greatness, the open mind of true wisdom, and the weakness of true strength. Then I, his father, will dare to whisper, I have not lived in vain. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to step up. Men, it's time to man up. Men, you matter. Men, you need to be an example. Men, you need to be the yin and the yang. You need to be the lion and the lamb. You need to be the hard and the soft. It's called emotional intelligence. Go to likeitmatters.net. I'll help you. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started, 
As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you're ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Ringing liberty. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.